Welcome back to Ground Guy Radio as the Packwood Locker of Packwood, Iowa presents the scoreboard show. Uh, myself and John Bain were at the uh, Waco game. Uh, Scotty Melvin was on the YouTube, and we have Andy McGuire, who was uh, who traveled uh, to BGM to see the Kyoto uh, BGM game. Welcome to the program, guys. Hey, Dave. How's it going tonight? Good evening, Dave. Good evening, Andy. All right. Well, Andy, let's go to you first. Uh, uh, the Kyoto girls scrapped out a nice little win. Uh, uh, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, they uh, really picked up a nice win against what I think is a pretty quality BGM team, at least in terms of the eye test. You know, they didn't score what they wanted to score, I'm sure of that. But the Kyoto girls really came out on fire. They were able to put together some runs and uh, picked up a really nice win. They were moving the ball well, pounding the ball down low. Playing aggressive basketball, you know, we've seen the Kyoto girls play really good aggressive basketball all year, and it, it really came together for them tonight with a win. Okay. Well, was there any uh, high scores or anything from the game that you remember? You know, it was distributed pretty well. The Clarion sisters, Kimberly Clarion, was really on fire hitting threes all night. Uh, Nicole Clarion was working the block real well. Um, I think, you know, if we were to pick player of the game, I'd definitely hand it to Kimberly Clarion. And uh, Grace Conger hit some nice threes as well. Um, we had some really good play out of the freshman, uh, Dakota Dodd. And I uh, saw some minutes also from Kennedy Jackson. You know, as we called the games on the Kyoto girls, they're lacking in height, and they're going to need to develop those younger players, um, Dakota Dodd, as well as Kennedy Jackson. So really good to see them get some minutes and uh, do some work on the block. I don't have stats in front of me, Dave, but I can tell you that, you know, those are the girls that I, well, I saw really uh, took control of the game. Well, uh, Grace Conger has been improving her play quite a bit. Uh, that Dodd girl, I, I've been noticing every time she gets in the game, she's been, you know, pushing to get the ball. I mean, she, she looks like she weighs about 30 pounds. She looks like a pencil. But she, yeah, she gets in there and fights. But the, the player that really impressed me the last uh, against L, uh, uh, Linville Sully was Nicole Clarahan. Uh, uh, she was a big presence and was really battling. Uh, did she continue that kind of physical play that, that she really sparked off against Linville Sully? Yeah, she did. You know, she does a really nice job sealing off on the block, getting the rebounds, getting the position. Uh, another girl that does that really well is Ava Greiner. Um, you know, she's, she's severely intersected. She's just challenged vertically, but boy, she plays taller than what she really is. And she does a really good job of playing fundamental basketball down on the block, getting the box out, getting her hands on the ball and, and outlet to those quicker guards. So, um, it was, you know, I think we saw uh, Nicole Clarion getting foul trouble, uh, in that game against Linville Sully. And I think that that was really detrimental to the team tonight. She stays out of foul trouble and, they end up picking up that win, 53 to, what was it, 30, I believe? So, yeah, 53 great. to 30 is what it shows here on the KCII scoreboard. Right, yeah, 53 to 30. So, you know, that's a sizable win for a team that really didn't perform, you know, well last year. It's kind of a transition year, if you will. Um, you're seeing the Kyoto girls this year really breaking that press. They struggled with that last year. So a lot of these guards are really handling the ball well, and they're attacking the basket. Well, uh, you got a score on the boys' game for us. Yeah, the final on the boys' side was uh, 77 to 35. 
And that one started out about as slow as I've seen the Kyoto boys come out. I think we went about four minutes without a field goal from either side. And, uh, you know, anybody that watches Kyoto basketball knows the coach out is a passionate coach. And he was really letting into the boys early that, uh, you know, just kind of kind of slow play, not setting really good screens, not moving around real well, kind of dragging our feet a little bit on defense. And uh, he went to the bench to substitute some players in and uh, finally got some things going. Had a little bit of a lead at halftime. I think we were maybe a, a seven or eight point lead at half. I think BGM maybe had 15 and then ended up, uh, what was it, 70, 73 to 35 or something like this um, to end the game. So they really, really made adjustments at halftime to come out and play better, play a little more physical and uh, spread the wealth around. I think Sawyer Stout ended the game with your leading sc- as your leading scorer. I think he had maybe 17 or 18 points. Uh, Cole Kindred probably had about the same, maybe maybe 15. And then it was kind of an even spread amongst the number of players. Evan Vitito, um had kind of a slow start, missed some bunnies to, to start the game, but finally got back on track. And then we saw um, uh, Aiden Anderson hit a couple. Aiden McGuire, I think, put up eight or ten points. Um, so, you know, a good team win, you know, this team is deep and we saw him go to the bench and make quite a few shots, especially in that second half. So good win for the boys tonight too. Well, uh, uh coach Stout is, uh, one of the best, if not the best I've ever seen at making halftime adjustments, you know? Uh, so what are we, are, are we eight, eight and two now? Uh, eight and three. Uh, well, who was the third loss to? Uh, no, strike that. Eight and two. You're right, Dave. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, lost to uh, Waco on that Saturday game and then Friday night to Linville Sully. Those were the two. Yeah, those are the only, and those are top at least five teams in the state, if not top three or four teams, and there's maybe even the best team. Waco looks like yeah. the best team. I don't, I mean, there's better teams than that. I have seen them, but, uh, um, well, uh, you got a, a player of the game for me in this, uh, um, I, I think I would give it to Cole Kindred tonight. I think that uh, he was the player that was the most consistent in going to the basket trying to put those points on the board. I think Sawyer probably had a few more points than what, maybe what Cole did. But uh, without Cole sparking that offense and getting things going, I think it could have been a different outcome altogether. I think he comes out on top regardless, but I think Cole really did a nice job uh, pressing the lane and getting some guys open and getting some looks going on there. So I definitely give it to, to Cole Kindred. Well, we've been pretty impressed with it, uh, with uh, uh, Billy Kindred. But Cole has really uh, – I thought he played very well against Linville Soleil. I thought he was kind of stepping his game up. And uh, a big win for the Kyoto Eagles, huh? Uh, well, Scotty, you got anything to say about the Kyoto Eagles? I know you got to see them once uh, uh, live, and you've been kind of following their scores this year. Yeah, they're, they're a great team, I think. Um... Uh, I like you bringing up Cole Kindred because I thought in the game against Linville Sully, he had some some stretches where he got aggressive taking the ball to the hoop, and uh, it's, uh, it, it helped those guys out a lot when he gets that way. And I'd like to see him do more of that. I think as the season goes on. All right. Well, uh, uh, you got an off the bench, beyond beautiful benches, off the bench player for me as the. Uh, I want to mention that the uh, Kyoto Eagles are sponsored by both Aveda Salon and uh, uh, Physical Therapy Services of Kelowna. But uh, Beyond Beautiful Benches has the off-the-bench player of the game. And uh, 
Uh, I guess it's up to you to, to pick one out there, Andy. Yeah, I, I think we have probably three guys in the running for that. Uh, Connor Strand came off the bench, did a nice job. Uh, maybe came down a foot, kind of awkward there in the, in the second half. Um, Caleb Waterhouse came in and gave some quality minutes at a nice three. Um, I'm going to be a homer on this one and give it to my boy Aiden McGuire. I think he uh, had some nice shots, especially down the stretch, played some good defense, got in and played well. And, and uh, I'd probably give it to Aiden tonight. I think Connor stays healthy. Maybe it goes to Connor. And Caleb's so consistent. But I think between the three of those guys, I'd probably – Maybe give it a nod to Aiden a little bit, not trying to be too much of a homer, but he had a good game. Well, he deserves it. Uh, and, you know, he, he just comes off, and uh, uh, that's a tough job to come off and kind of spark the team. And him and a lot of players are very capable of doing that. And uh, 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 was there a JV game? There was a JV game, and I know that they won. I did not see that because they were playing the same time the girls were playing. And I hopped in the gym for the girls. I just know that they got the win. And, and Davey will be happy to know that Bubby did sink another three. The guy is on fire this year. Yeah, I wanted the Bubby report. That's what I was going for. Yeah, oh, yeah. We got to get the Bubby report in. And he, he drilled one, as always, uh, playing well, you know, for the JV boys. Scotty, you got to see Bubby shoot a three sometime in your life because it is a glorious. <laughs> uh, uh, it's just an absolutely glorious experience. Uh and he does it all the time. Uh, yeah. Well, Scotty, uh, let's talk Waco Warriors. You were, uh, I was in the gym. You were on the on the screen watching it. Uh, well, it was. Uh, I'll give you a quick score here. It's the one we only boys score that I've got. Uh, Eighty-two to thirty-five. It was uh, like fifty-five eleven at halftime or something like that. It was. Uh, well, they they just they couldn't do no wrong tonight, could they? I I felt like Liz and I sat here and watched it. Uh, she's sick. She, so we're on the couch watching it on TV. And we felt like they played a little sloppy there in the first half, which is a silly thing to, to say considering the score. But there were some stretches there that I felt like uh, some shots that normally fall did not fall for them. Like there was a lid on that hoop in the first half a little bit for them. But, uh, you know, the, that relentless pressure creating the turnovers the way it does. And like I said uh, earlier, they – they get going with uh, the steals and the turnovers and the quick turnaround for, for hoops. And next thing you know, they've stretched the lead to 15 or 20 points. And that's, and that's how it went. Even with, even with some of the shots that weren't falling there early on in the game. Yeah, but they did get it going. I know Hunter Hughes missed the first three or four shots he took, but then all yeah. of a sudden he dialed it in and everything went, uh, went as planned. Um, the defense is so strong. I mean, as good as their offense is, and putting 55 points up in a half, that is incredible, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, uh, it, it was, I was. I felt like it was deja vu. Uh, I, I watched them the same deal on YouTube, on my TV, against Columbus a week ago or so. And the score was 40-7 to 7 at some point. And I thought, good grief, am I watching football here or what? And tonight was the same. There was a point where it was 40-7 to 7 there uh, in the second quarter. And, yeah, the, the defense is what is the catalyst for what they do. Um, Colton Lichty had a bunch of steals in a row, got some quick bites. It seemed like everybody on the team scored their points in bunches. You know, one guy would hit a few shots, and then another player would hit a, new, a few shots, and then and so on and so on and down the line, and it just uh, it was an onslaught. Well, uh, there was a, uh, a one player in particular that really had an outstanding game for Sigourney, 
and that was uh, Bruns, Isaac Bruns. Yes. Uh, he, I don't know how many. He must have scored at least half of the points they got. I mean, he was uh, in the second half, you know, when they weren't going up against the, the first team. Uh, they were, I, I did get another score here, but uh, I don't know what else to say about the game. I mean, Sigourney is a good quality team with a winning record, but it is, it is just so hard to play Waco, isn't it? It is, but like, uh, I'm listening to the, you know, the announcers for Waco on their, on their warrior cast there and Alex Cardenas, who's an assistant on the, on the football team, he was calling the game, uh, with his partner there and. And they both said it several times. This is not a bad Sigourney Savages team by any stretch. This is a good team. It's just uh, Waco's got all these bodies to run at you. It reminds you of the football season. There's uh, uh, there's their first team and their second team. There's no drop-off between the two. Um, their bench could start for just about anybody else in the area. And it's really hard to match that for most 1A schools. Well, Andy, you didn't see uh, Waco tonight, but you did see them. Uh... What's your opinion on this Waco Warriors team? Yeah, I just was blown away. Um, I think I mentioned it earlier, how suffocating that defense really is. When they put that uh, full-court press on, with that length and that speed, it just throws you way out of whack. I don't care who you are. And then what they can do on the offensive side of the ball, um, it's just really impressive. And I think you hit the nail on the head, as deep as they are, there's a lot of kids out there that we could play in on any team across the state, let alone a one A team. So I, I can't say enough about that team. And I would I would also echo the comment about that Sigourney team. I think that Sigourney team is really solid as well. Isaac Bruns is a heck of an athlete either on the football field, on the baseball field, on the basketball court. He is just an all around athlete. Um, you know, and then some of those other kids on that team, you know, the uh the Clarahan brothers, Cole uh, and Kale, and then the Weber kid and Shafronic. Those boys know how to play basketball. And, uh, you know, Waco beat them up on them, you know, like they've been doing to everybody all year. So, yeah, I, I don't have anything bad to say about Sigourney whatsoever. They're a great basketball team, but Waco's sort of in a class of its own. Um, you know, even watching Linville Sully play, I think Waco would handle Linville Sully. Very easily, in my opinion. I don't want to go too far on a ledge there, but Waco is solid. Well, solid I mean, top I, of bottom. I believe uh, Linville Sully is probably a top five team. They look good, but I, I, I've i seen both teams, and I don't know. Waco seems like uh, just another level of excellence that's, that's really hard to uh, – well, uh, Scotty, I'm going to throw out a player uh, for player of the game, and you tell me whether uh, – it's right or wrong, but I really think Colton Lichty. Uh, I don't know if he was a, the the top scorer, but he sure played one of the best games I've ever seen him play. I thought he was a big force tonight. Uh, uh, you know, it's easy to over, you know it's easy to overlook a kid. That Garber Graber kid was fantastic tonight. Uh, Hunter Hughes was fantastic. Simeon Reigenbach was fantastic. But uh, where, where do you stand on my uh, Colton Lichty pick? He was my pick, too, so we're in 100% agreement on that, and it's because uh, I think during the stretch of the game early on where where Waco put it away, he was the catalyst. He had three big steals in just a a span of a couple of minutes there or so, 
uh, had several buckets. Um, I know he had an and one or, or maybe more than one and one in there. Uh, uh, he, he takes the ball to the hoop strong. I, I did see he tweaked his shoulder a little bit there, which I think was already tender from football. Uh, so hopefully that's no big deal. But uh, he had a pretty big game tonight. I don't know if he ends up being the leading scorer. I haven't seen the stats. But, yeah, he's, he's who I had as uh, by the slim, slimmest of margins the player of the game for Waco. Yeah, I mean, you can throw a dart at the starters and, and, and pick one of them. They all played good. The Oswald kids both played really good. Isaac Oswald really hustled. You know, there was there's just uh, Mason Miller played outstanding. Uh, but uh, I'm going to give the uh, uh, off-the-pitch player to Cole Hildebrand. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> because, I mean, this played the last, like, four minutes of the game or something. But when that kid walks on the court, there's an excitement level that just elevates the whole gym. And uh, I don't know, there was a, a, a they tried to uh, get past the press by lobbing a big one out to him. He just seen it out of the corner of his eye coming to him. And uh, I mean, he, he went into the wall. Like, I mean, this kid like running through a brick wall, he's doing it. And he, he hit that wall so hard, I thought I was gonna knock him out. <laughs> but you could feel it in the whole gym. I mean, just gigantic thud. But he did get up underneath the basket and get a bunch of baskets and and he lights the whole i mean just the uh you know the student section and everybody's just cheering for him so cole hildebrand is the beyond beautiful benches off the bench player of the game now scotty did you see any of the girls game i saw a little bit uh towards the end we were kind of busy making supper and stuff so that was uh it was uh not, I didn't see a ton of it. All I, all I saw was that they won. Yeah, and uh, looks like fifty-six to thirty-nine game. It was a uh, Sigourney was playing them very well in the first quarter, but uh, Ella Kissel just took took over uh, in that game. And there was a couple college scouts that were there just drooling. I mean, I almost needed a towel to wipe up underneath them the way they were, you know, uh, looking at her and talking to her after the game. She. She's really a special player. Andy, uh, you got to see her yeah. score a thousandth point the other night. What do you got to say about Ella Kissel? Yeah, just uh, first and foremost, a thousand point night. What an honor to be able to do that at the high school level, any level really. But, you know, the high school level, and you could tell that she was the best player on the court. I'm guessing tonight was no different. Um, you know, the Sigourney girls are a good team too, no different than the boys playing against Waco. It's a quality basketball team. So for that team to be able to do that against Sigourney is a testament to what Waco has going on, just, you know, phenomenal athletics going on. I think we mentioned it during uh, when we were calling the game, Kyoto against Waco. I think I would want to play them in Piddly Winks. They are, you know, that good. So a lot of good things going on down in Wayland. Yeah, she is. She really scored a lot tonight, and she really passed a lot tonight. And uh, that was what the scouts kept saying. That's what I'm talking about, or that's what I'm looking for in a player. The, the the you know just the way she can dish the ball behind your back and and find that open player and get other people the ball to score uh well scotty what you got any thoughts on this uh ella kissel well one thing i've noticed and i can go back to football season with this one thing i've noticed is i'm kind of reacquainting myself with high school sports and stuff big time due to your podcast and everything get helping me get back into it so deep the teams that have not only talent, but a really aggressive mindset and the players that have that are the ones that seem to excel. And 
and uh, watching girls hoops, um, she really stood out to me that way. And I got to see her in person against uh, a very good Winfield Mountain Union girls team. Uh, and the Lady Wolves have that throughout their team as well. These are these are this was a great matchup watching that night. But Ella is uh, someone who's going to take it. She's kind of like a. The, the Lady Warriors version of Hunter Hughes is for the girls' team there. She yeah, that's very, a good comparison. Yeah, I mean, she'll she'll strap that team to her back if necessary and make things happen, and she's got a, you know, great uh, moves to the hoop, um, just, a, just a real great um, instinctual way of playing this sport, and it was a pleasure to watch her the one time I got to see her in person so far this season. I might get to see her a little bit tomorrow night if I'm able to make it to Lone Tree, um, and and I'm hoping I can because uh, yeah, let's face it, the, the girls are putting on as good a show as the boys here this year, and I, I don't uh, want that to get lost on everybody since we tend to kind of lean towards the boys' sports here. Well, uh, I don't know if anybody's seen anything. I'm just going to go ahead and read the girls' scores because they're here. Uh, Minneapolis Bulldogs uh, 64, uh, Wapalo Indians 33. Do you, you guys know anything about those teams or? I do not. Yeah. I think Mediapolis has a pretty good tradition of good uh, girls basketball over there. Uh, outside of that, I don't. I don't have a lot to add. Well, we've already had the Kyoto Eagles fifty-three thirty. Andy gave us a good uh, a talk on that. The fifty-six thirty-nine Waco over Sigourney. Uh, uh, Andy, do you got anything to say about that Sigourney? We saw them play really well uh, against our Kyoto Eagles. Uh, uh, they they have a, a, a lot of uh, a great players, and they were uh, in that game for quite a while, but uh, Ella Kissel and, and her cohorts were, were too much for them. But you got anything to say about the Sigourney girls team, Andy? Yeah, I think I would, you know, um, maybe reiterate what Scotty was saying about that aggressive nature in play. I think Sigourney has that. They've got a couple of really good ball players on that team, and not just basketball players, but uh, Carly Goodwin, I think the guard, she's committed to play uh, softball for you and I, a Division One type athlete, um, you know. And then you've got uh, Zoe Webb, the, the tall gal down on the block. She comes from a long line of good athletes in her family. Uh, I think her grandpa was Dave Trammell, coached basketball in Washington for many, many years and coached in Sigourney, too. So, you know, that, that girls' team is good. And um, Waco, Waco put it to them. So, yeah, it's a good team. Yeah, they are, are uh, off the charts good. Well, uh, our Central Lee Hawk girls uh, uh, beat the Columbus Wildcats 68-32. to 32. Uh, I, I haven't seen much on the Central Lee Hawks. You, you guys know anything about any one of those teams? I have seen the Columbus girls play. I don't know anything about Central Lee this year yet. Um, it's been a, a good many. Last time I saw Central Lee, play basketball with the boys team up at Hillcrest Academy back when it was IMS. So it's been a long time ago. <laughs> well, they had a great uh, uh, basketball season, but they're, they're down there where we're just not getting any scores, Scotty. Yeah. Basketball, like we talked before, basketball season is a different animal. It's uh, there's just not as much uh, coverage on even Twitter from, from fans and whatnot. So it makes it a little more difficult. Well, uh, here's the last girl score. Uh, the Solon Spartans 48, the Mid Prairie Golden Hawks 43. Any any thoughts on that game, guys? Well, I think Mid Prairie's uh, off to a really good start, uh, not only on the boys' side, but the girls' side as well. Well, that's um, the girls' score there. I got the yeah. boys' score, I'll give you next. But 
Well, actually, uh, I don't I know don't... if I got the boys' score because the same score. It's yeah, just, that's it what says happened. Solon 48, Mid Prairie 43 on the boys' side. So, uh, well, gosh, uh, if it hadn't been for Andy uh, going to the game, we wouldn't even have had two boys' scores, I don't think. I do have one of interest from our, our friend Ryan Timmerman here. The uh, 2A number seven, Wilton Beavers, did drop uh, their game tonight against Pella Christian, 61 to 56. Whoa, that's big news. Bit of an upset. That's the number four team in the state. Now, the Pella uh, team has been excellent this year, but I, uh, I don't know uh, uh, Pella Christian if we had m many scores on them, have we? Well, I, I don't know a ton about them other than, you know, we see the, the great uh, athletes on the football team that come into basketball and seem to just transition into that season and have success. Uh, so far, all I know is Ella Christian is 4-2 and two on the season now. Wilton drops to 5-1. and one. That's their first loss. Well, uh, hey, Scotty, was, uh, let me jump in, Dave. Scotty, was that, uh, do you know what that two losses to um, Propella Christian were? I think one of them might have been to Eddieville, Blakesburg, Fremont, EBF. Uh, I've heard some reports that they were supposed to be super good this year. I think they lost maybe yeah. one to Pella Christian last year, but got them this year. I know they've got a a high flyer, like a six five kid, Brooks Moore, that's supposed to be phenomenal. He's been dunking the ball since he was in like sixth grade or something like this. Yeah, EBF's got a couple of them kids. Dave, Dave can tell you too. We and that's just from seeing them on uh, film a little bit. And you're probably right. They probably are one of the the losses for Pella Christian. I don't know who the other would be since I don't pay much attention to that uh, far away from here. But, uh, you know, Pella Christian is a quality team. I have no doubt about that. So this isn't, a, you know, this isn't any uh, big disaster for Wilton tonight. Well, I want to thank Brothers Market uh, for their support of the Sigourney Savages and Eichelberger Farms of Waco Warriors. Uh, that was a round guy game of the week just because there's just it's just Monday and Tuesday games, and we had to do something, and uh, both of those teams are sponsored, so we went over to that, and uh, thanks to Andy to go and uh, uh, to – where is that BGM at? What town? Brooklyn. Andy? Uh, Brooklyn. Oh, Brooklyn. Oh, well, so a little drive. They got the uh, – uh, I believe they've got a Denny's up there, though. So, what what time, Dave? You broke up on me. Sorry about that. I think that. there's a Denny's there in Brooklyn, Iowa, right on the interstate there. So. Yeah, yep, right down. You're right. Truck stops. You bet. All right. Well, Scotty, uh, do you have anything you want to say before we wrap it up tonight? I don't. I can't quite remember the final score, but Oskaloosa beat a Tumlet tonight in boys' hoops. It's like 62 to 47, something like that. Well, there's a score we got. I appreciate that. Andy, do you got any words or? Any players you want to give a shout-out to or anything? No, I think uh, we had a good night of basketball for Kyoto Eagles and looking forward to taking a little bit of a break here, maybe getting healed. I think Dalton Dodd's still nursing a finger um, that uh, he had some issues with, and we'll see what Connor Strand has with the foot. But I think it would be good to take a week or so off, week and a half, and then come back after the new year and get it going again. Well, I've got some games here. I'll, I'll run down this list of games for – uh, what it says Tuesday games, uh, but uh, they're not all right because the first one here is BGM at Kyoto. Uh, so I don't think that's right, but uh, we got Benton at Clear Creek of Mana, Fort Madison Bloodhounds at the Washington Demons. Washington, hey, you guys are Washington, Iowa. You guys are number one in the market all of a sudden. You just edged out Burlington by a percentage point. Uh, 
Uh, Scotty, you got anything to say about these two teams? Well, Washington's uh, kind of doing their up and down thing here again. Uh, Mount Pleasant put it to them the other night behind uh, eight national 30 points. Um, Fort Madison, uh, I still think they're trying to get their footing right now. Well, uh, here's a couple games that ain't going to be much matchups. Winfield, Mount Union, uh, Wolves at the Highland Huskies. I don't see much hope for them there. Uh, I, I don't think uh, Lone Tree is going to have what it takes to take on Waco. And uh, but here is a game, uh, Pekin and uh, Louise and Muscatine Tuesday. Uh, well, any thoughts on, on that one, Andy? Or I haven't seen much out of Pekin. Um, you know, we played Louise and Muscatine early in the year, and uh, I think Kyoto came out hot and played really well. I don't think that they've dropped too many, they have a, a pretty solid record at this point, I believe. Yeah, they're on a pretty good run and uh, uh seem to be uh making some moves, and I believe they're 2A. Uh, do you got any, any thoughts on the Wise and Muscatine Pekin matchup, uh, Scotty? Well, I don't I don't know a ton about either, uh, other than what I hear, you know, on the podcast. The Wise and Muscatine, I do know that uh, Jeff Mills got some, some good footage of, uh, especially one of their star players, I guess you'd say, uh, for the Falcons there on Twitter, if you want to take a look at that. Those kids can really handle the ball, and, and uh, they, yeah, they look like they're uh, – Formidable opponent, opponent, that should be a pretty good game, I think. Okay. Well. Okay, so let's see here. Uh, Mount Pleasant at Burlington. Uh, Andy, you got any thoughts on that one? Yeah, I'd be interested to see uh, how Mount Pleasant comes out. You know, that district with Fairfield and Washington, just a tough, tough district. Um, yeah, I'm excited to see that one, that one play out. Yeah, what about you, Scotty? Uh, Mount Pleasant and Burlington. Well, you know, you can't judge uh, too much. And I said this a lot during the football season. You don't want to judge too hard on the common opponents and things like that. But right now, at this point in the season, pre-holiday break, Mount Pleasant has, for me, emerged as the uh, the leader in that conference. And uh, so right now I give them the edge, although Burlington is a threat any any given night, as are uh, Demons or Fairfield Trojans. Well, here's a matchup you probably like, Scotty. The Wapolo Indians in the Hillcrest uh... – Academy Ravens, uh, you, you, uh, Wapolo's won a few games, a couple games in a row. Uh, they got that great player you like. Uh, Hillcrest Academy's having an outstanding season. Uh, I'll go to Andy second, but I'll go to you first, uh, Scotty. Yeah, um, I love Jackson Lins. Uh, that, that kid is an amazing basketball player. He's got a solid crew around him. I think Hillcrest goes a little deeper, though, so I, I would look for Hillcrest to win this one. I think they're kind of approaching that level of a Winfield Mountain Union or a Waco. All right. Well, uh, Andy, before I, I forget to ask this, does Kyoto play tomorrow or not? They do not. Okay. So I didn't think so. So uh, back to this uh, Wapolo Indian Silcrest Academy game. Uh, you got any thoughts on that one? I'll be interested to see what Hillcrest does against them. I've heard a lot of people talking about Hillcrest, and I don't think anybody is excited to play that team. I think that uh, Scotty's spot on with that, that they're approaching that Winfield Mount Union. Um, I I don't know about Waco status because I am just – I am super impressed with Waco. But uh, Kyoto has Hillcrest on the, uh, on the schedule later in the year. I'll be interested to see how that uh, plays out. Well, we do play Hillcrest, so that's kind of cool. Uh, another call. Well, we play a lot of great teams, don't we? Well, uh, uh, Hillcrest has had a little bit of a flu. They couldn't play. They couldn't play uh, Friday against Waco. 
So uh, that could be a factor there. What do you think, Scott? Yeah, um, you know, maybe not too much. I don't know. Uh, as long as everybody's back healthy and feeling good, uh, they should be good to go. That's just one game. If, if anything, they get to rest their legs a bit. Okay. Yeah, it might even actually help them a little bit, to be honest with you. Well, I got one more game here, and, and I think this could be a good one. Uh, Fairfield Trojans and Keokuk Chiefs. I don't know. I don't really know who's the home team in all this because uh, uh, it kind of flips around a little bit. But uh, that's the last game. Uh, Andy, you go first. Uh, you Maybe you know nothing. And if you don't know nothing about them, it might uh, – I understand. Yeah, the Keokuk, I really know nothing about that team. You know, we've been listening and checking scores on – the Fairfield, not pleasant Washington quite a bit. So, um, yeah, I'd be, I'd be curious to watch the game just to learn more about what Keokuk has to offer. Um, not, to, not traditionally a strong basketball program from what I'm aware of, but you never know, you know, that district is so deep and, and, and one kid can make such a difference. Well, Scotty, this is a game Fairfield can't afford to lose. Uh, they, uh, is it, was it Burlington? They just played without, uh, Without one of their players was out with the flu. Uh, Hunter Shakini's still not able to play yet. Uh, um, so what? What do you what do you think on this game? Uh, uh, Max Leeton seems to be just playing at some kind of other level. Uh, you got any thoughts on that game before we wrap this up? Well, I think he is, and I, I think uh, he just needs some more help from his buddies there on the team. Um, and I don't know what all they've got going on with flus and injuries and whatnot. I do know that they were, by many people's uh, um, predictions, the favorite in that conference this year. And they kind of had a rough start, but they've had a, also a very tough schedule out of the gate. Um, Keokuk, now they got one of the coolest gyms I've ever seen. Uh, you got to see that place. It's neat. But uh, they seem to me out of that conference to be one, if, if maybe the only team that's kind of looking up at everybody else, I think this is a real good opportunity for Fairfield to get a win and, and, and hopefully kickstart some better things going into the new year. Yeah, well, uh, I'm going to skim Ryan Timmerman again here. Uh, Pella Christian score. You know, it's just tough. It's tough. I don't know. Was our friend that uh, real uh, – Real smart videos. Was he out anywhere tonight? I don't know if Jeff was out at, at uh, anywhere tonight or not. I haven't seen any uh, new footage from him yet. He's been killed it with the footage, hasn't he? Yeah, I'm still watching. I'm still going back and watching a lot of his footage from the football season yet right now. <laughs> well, you've been talking to uh, – we've been talking uh, about the scoreboard show uh, sponsored by the Packwood Locker of Packwood, Iowa. Our guest tonight has been – our sports director, Scotty Melvin, and the voice of the Kyoto Eagles, uh, uh, Andy McGuire. Uh, thank you, Andy, for being with us. Uh, thanks for having me. Good night, Dave. Scotty, thank you for being with us, too. Anytime. Good to talk to you, fellas. Well, sorry, folks. There wasn't more scores and more available, but uh, uh, we were, doing, we're doing the best we can. So uh, stay tuned. I'll, I'll try to get some more scores out for you tomorrow night.